was hotter than the devil's daughter that day It all begins in a hospital pen Where I thought I was gonna bury my best friend Colorado moon was pouring down on you I was raising hell at the Casa Cartel that noche There's crooks and crannies Big old golden grammys Secrets in the parlor And an angel on my arm I'm so glad to be there with you After all them things we've been through Colorado moon Was pouring down on you like rain Makes me want to say peace and honor Good friends, they don't falter Run, hide, judge, or fade away Colorado moon is pouring down on you Colorado moon is pouring down on you. Not too much later, Texican alligator come through. Big old grin, cold black Stetson, and 34 gold too. Tell me what you need, tell me what you want I'll tell you how much it gon' cost you Sun came up brittle, I was smoking shorts with Skittles He said, boy, we're built different And our dreams are coming true Colorado moon is pouring down for me and you Makes me scream peace and honor Good friends, they don't falter Run, hide, judge, or fade away Colorado moon is pouring down for me and you The Colorado moon is pouring down for me and you. <laughs> Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tom Hartridge, and you are watching Neurons Turnovana here at Permanent Records in Austin, Texas. I have my very good friend, Colt Wayne Keeney, who is the shit. He's the real deal, ladies and gents. Um... I think he could be the next Sturgill. So, Colt, how do you? Uh, yeah, well, that's you a get, tall order. You got to believe, my friend. I know. I, I'll, I'll just be me in a good way. 
So you explain uh we've we've done this on our last episode with Noble, but uh you describe yourself as country country avant garde. You mm-hmm. wanna you wanna explain what that means exactly? Yeah. Well it's like I guess pretty properly just like alternative country, but the albums <clears throat> we're we're slowly releasing is uh Honky Tonk Avant Garde. It's just like a yeah, I just have my own like philosophical I guess philosophical or theoretical take on on, you know, what what is or what is not country music and you know when it is and you know when it's not and that's kind of why I'm so you know, that's why I love it so much cuz like every generation like I was talking to my dad and um when uh Hank Jr first came out, my my pop pop, my dad's dad um hated him. It was like I don't listen to that old burly son of a bitch. That's not country. And and then now you think I mean it's like Hank Jr is like you know, it's like uh you know what people consider it to be that. So I just love, you know, but you know when it is and you know when you know what it is and you know when it ain't, you know, kind of thing. So I just have my own kind of, you know, idea of like what it is and there's just certain tones and and subject matter that I'm not like I'm not afraid to kind of waddle off to, but it's like a fine line and then it goes it's very easy to slip off into like folk or rock or something so absolutely man uh, and so i want to bring that up because that's how you and i have connected so quickly is for me real country johnny cash mm-hmm. waylon mm-hmm. jennings of course for those who don't know and uh let's fast forward and i gotta go with sturgill simpson is my inspiration and then ryan bingham i love mm-hmm. I mean that guy. He, I saw him about eighteen months ago. The outlaw. It was this would have been August of twenty twenty one. It was smoldering hot, and he went out there just himself with a guitar, and he carried the crowd of like eighteen thousand out of the uh, Coda. Oh wow! It was amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that. I can get him on the show in the near future because that guy awesome. is the shit. Oh yeah, for West sure. West Texas boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up, who were some of your ins- like? Who were some of your influences? Who inspired you to get a guitar? Um, start singing. I man. mean, at, I mean, at this point now, I don't even, I don't even remember. I mean, I really don't even remember. I, it's just been doing it for so long. But I grew up Church of Christ, so. Um, I mean, you know, I was singing from the time, you know, before I can even remember, you know, and Church of Christ is like, <clears throat> you're not allowed to have, uh, uh, well, it depends on what sect, but the ones that I went to, like, you couldn't have instruments um, uh, in church. So it was all supposed to be a celebration of, you know, of your voice, like acapella or whatever. Right. So... You, I mean, everybody just sang, it just wasn't anything you even really th- think about, you know, and then got into. I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know when. I remember, I mean, I mean, I remember it was a big deal when we started, you know, when really started digging into Towns Van Zant and all that stuff. But that's when Love we were like, Towns, man, yeah, oh, God, yeah, and we were like fourteen, fifteen, like, you know, listening to all that stuff and obsessing over that stuff, but. It's really cool because I had a buddy the other day who started singing me a song I wrote when I was sixteen. I was like, "Holy crap, that's a great chorus!" So I'm about I'm about to use the chorus of a song I wrote when I was like sixteen, and he he still remember. He said he still plays it uh, sometimes. That was pretty cool. 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's just been right. I mean, yeah, just it's just always been the most fun thing. Always been the most fun thing, and just trying to carve out a <clears throat> a way um, that I don't. I don't feel like I'm like take. You know, you have your influences, but you know, I want people to hear it and immediately be like, "That's that's Colt Wayne." Like, I don't want to be like, "Oh, you're doing like exactly, a, man. a Johnny Cash thing or whatever." Even though I got a low voice, like you know, you know, I'm not. I'm trying not to, you know, do any anybody's thing. Everybody's done their thing, you know. Yeah. I don't want to do what everybody's already done. I want to do my my thing, you know. So it's gonna, you know, and that takes a while carving out a, your own, you know. But that's the thing, finding your sound or whatever. Well, let's let's talk about the song that we that you played for the intro of this. Uh, what was the inspiration, and what's this? What's Colorado Moon about? Um, so it's like a multi. Okay, so there's like multi layers to it. So like I can't remember it was sometime in April last year, and then I was fishing and I got a call from my buddy's mom, and she was like, "Hey, um, my buddy Tina, she's like, hey, he's been in a an accident and I can't figure out what's happened with him. He's been in a car wreck." So I start freaking out. So I like pack up all my stuff and um, uh, start calling the hospital, and then they kept telling me um, we can confirm that he's been in an accident and he was on a motorcycle and Tynus rides a moped and I ride a motorcycle. So if you ride, mo if you ride bikes, you're like, you know, like if you get in a wreck, I, I mean, it's not, it's never good. Mm -hmm. So I start freaking and they won't tell me how bad he is. So I, I'm like freaking out. Um, I think I'm about to walk in and see my buddy's leg fucking flipped over his head and just all just walk into a gore scene and I walk in, and he's just got a neck brace on. He's like, what's up? Like, they got his paperwork mixed up. Oof. So he was in a car. He got in a car. Like, he got in a uh, – I mean, it was a it was a collision, but it wasn't anything insane. They got his paperwork wrong with somebody else, so they kept saying that he was in a, a motorcycle wreck. And then they also kept him there for, like, six, six hours, even after I showed up. Like, they wouldn't let him leave because they're like, no, you've been in a motorcycle wreck. And we're like, no, he hasn't, you know. So that happened, and then I took him – and took him home, and then I got invited to, uh, this had been before, I'd gotten invited to a buddy's like 50th birthday party at this place called uh, Casa de Cartel, which was this huge mansion out off Old Torf in Austin. Crazy, crazy spot. There was like hundreds of people there, and so I've been having this. So then everybody's like, you know, drinking, taking all kinds of things, and I mean, it's a super wild <laughs> yep. party. And then it's also the day, uh, was the day of the blood moon. So the bl oh, so nice. full blood moon. So I go from thinking a buddy is like badly either killed or hurt or in seriously bad way. You seriously <laughs> maimed, yeah, like freaking. And he's like a brother to me, so right. it, you know. So I go from that to swing over to like now I'm around all these people and everybody's celebrating or whatever. So it was just a real like gear shift of like emotions. And then there's this like blood moon coming up that was like so intense and it was just so awesome. And Colorado in Spanish is like reddish. Yep. So it's basically like the reddish moon. Rojo. Yeah. Well, Rojo is different. Rojo is red. Colorado is like of the hue. Of oh, red. you're talking about the hue. Yeah, gotcha, it's like gotcha. the hue. It's like a hue, you know. I, I don't know how else to explain it. But um, so, yeah, that's where it kind of came from. And, and, and the song is just um, about that day. You know, it was hotter than the devil's daughter that <laughs> right, day. Right. It all begins in a hospital pen where I thought I was going to bury my best friend. But the Colorado moon was... You know, shining down on you. So yeah, it's just a uh, you know. Well, what you and Josh have cut, 
I mean, I'm so glad that I got you to play it. Yeah. Because I honestly think that's the best song you've written. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That means a lot. Thank you, buddy. We're really excited. I'm just trying to get... Just just, uh, just running this crap is just crazy. Just getting mixers and studio and recording. You know, it's the life of the thing. But I'm trying to... It's yeah, wild. Trying to get a hold of somebody I can... I can trust to mix it up or whatever. So, um, but it's coming. It's coming as soon as I can. So, um, so you, I have to share this with the audience. Like you have, does it? Does it feel like I feel like I've been friends with you for a decade? It hasn't even been a year. Eleven months. Isn't that insane? Eleven months. Yeah. Oh my God. What is happening? Oh, okay. Do you remember how we met? Yeah, through Miss Miss Vicky. Right. We met through my girlfriend. Yeah. She. We were stumbling. We were at Utopia Fest, uh-huh. which is the shit. Are you going to go play at Utopia Fest? N- no, not no. this year. No. Well, maybe they'll have you the second, the very last one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'd love to. Uh, I'm sure they'll have you. But uh, it was dark. And what I love about Utopia is the stars are like, I've never seen stars like that in central-ish Texas Except out in West Texas. Man. Yeah. Well, it you're was, right on the border of Hill Country and West Texas. I like mean, that's why, right where it's okay, about to right shift at the mouth, over. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no like light pollution out there, you know. And I mean, they say the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. So I mean, it's you know, that's a, it's a, but it's a real, it's a real thing, you know. I can't believe you got me to do that. I'm a fucking Georgia boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know it, baby. Woo! I mean, I just love you, dude. But it's first yeah, I love you too, buddy. Thank you, slaves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's insane. Coming over here, I was thinking about that. I was like, I haven't even known him for a year. That's so crazy. It just feels like you've just always been a friend. So, And I'm so passionate about music. And really what I've done with this podcast is I want to feature so many of the talented artists here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And it's important. There's a lot of them. I know, man. Like. Austin is not just a bunch of fucking tech bros. You know? No, not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> not at all. It's not a bunch of tech bros. And what, for instance, my rent has just gone up like three hundred bucks. And it's and I'm bringing my I'm throwing myself under the bus because you have so many artists that are moving to Wimberley and neighboring towns because yeah. they can't afford it anymore, man. And it yeah. makes me livid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not pleased. Uh, because the tech bros, because Rogan, because Elon and his like, I think all that stuff's great. I'm gonna have some comedians come on shortly that I met at Vulcan who are in, I would say, like Rogan's traveling or whatever. You know, they're they're his tight friends, or he's discovered as very talented comedians. Mm-hmm. I mean, what brought you to Austin? Music. And how old were you? 25, 32 you, now. Yeah, you were at Texas State, right? Yeah, I went to Texas State and studied theater. But, like, I've, I've been doing, I've been acting and doing theater and playing music since I was just young. I'd just always been doing it. And then went to Texas State just because, I mean, I don't know. I was just like, I guess <clears throat> I got to go to college. I just didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I ended up getting a theater degree while I was there. That was fantastic. I mean, I had a, I mean, it was incredible, you know, and um, met a, uh, a mentor uh, at the time, this fellow named Jeremy Torres, mm-hmm. who was <clears throat> became my 
<clears throat> I got the I got the gravel in my throat. Uh, ended up being uh, becoming like a mentor and kind of started steering me. And he's the first person that told me I was an artist because I just was like, oh, I just do all the stuff. And he was he was the first one that was like, he's like, you you realize you're gonna be. He's like, you know, this isn't a fad. Like the way that you're wired, like you're you're an artist. And I just remember that really like, I don't know, really striking a chord with me. And then I left. I left Texas State and was like, I'm going to um, not focus on music as much, and I'm going to go do this acting thing in New York. And that left it, and I mean, that's a whole crazy-ass story, but uh, uh, that lasted about a year. And I just didn't like the environment. I just didn't like what people were asking of me. And the whole time I was songwriting when I was up there and going to open mics, and I was like, I think I think it's music that you need to kind of pour more focus on. And I became convinced that I was being um, – uh, haunted by Sam Cooke while I was up there. It was, tr- it was tr- <laughs> really. Oh yeah, dude. It was a crazy what was time. That? Like that. Tell me about it, man. I don't know. I'm. I think I was kind of having like a psychological breakdown or something or something. But like basically, it was like a two week stretch, and um, it just started popping up everywhere. It was like uh, um, like I watched a documentary about him. And was listening to his stuff. It was when I was first getting into him. And then people just started bringing him up like all the time. And I'd start hearing the music like everywhere. And it was in my dreams. And it was like, like people would just bring it up in the most random circumstances. And I started thinking people were like, it was so weird. It was scary. I mean, it was super scary. I mean, I was probably losing my mind a little bit, but who knows? But basically, it came to end all. I ended up at this lady's house after a party. And then we woke up the next day and she put on, you know, I hadn't mentioned any of this and she like put on Sam Cooke. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, this is just like mortifying. Like, I don't know, like what is happening? So I leave her house and I lived in uh, Bushwick and she lived in uh, Greenpoint, I think. Yeah. And um, I walked from Greenpoint to Bushwick and this whole time I'm talking to myself, I'm like, okay, you know, am I, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? Uh, spirits or whatever do am i supposed to be singing am i supposed to be like taking that more serious like you know because i'd never really thought about like you know really trying to sing or really find my voice or like anything like that so i start singing you know cupid draw back your bow and let your arrow go you know all that stuff and i'm singing that to myself and i'm like walking down the street or whatever and then i'm i'm going to different places to find a hamburger and i went to like three or four different diners and I was like, no, I don't feel like going there. No, I don't feel like going in there. And then eventually I decided on this one spot and I walk into the door and over the head is Cupid, draw back your butt. The music's playing overhead. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then like the next day I just started, I'm like, well, what's my voice? Like how far can I stretch my voice? Like how low can I, you know, I just started obsessing like that uh, over that. And then, I, and then I decided to move back to Austin and just do it, do just focus on that as a form of expression and something to take seriously because if I turned I just kept telling myself I was like dude if you've turned 30 and all you've been doing is trying to get a part in a Crest commercial <laughs> like you're gonna hate yourself or maybe you know it may take a little longer to do whatever or what you know but but if you um, it's a lot more fulfilling and everything that I got out of theater and performance I can do it all in this avenue too Absolutely. you know so I don't need you know I just didn't uh uh-uh. uh so wasn't my business. Being from Savannah, Georgia, which is considered one of the most haunted cities in the entire country, mm-hmm. if not world, 
I'm a firm believer in spirituality and supernatural things. You and I, I don't even think I've told you the story about how the podcast launched out in Marfa. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> Where, am I going to leave? No, no, I'm not. no, this shit's this, it's unreal. And like people are going to call me crazy. But you know, as you call her, Miss Vicky, my girlfriend, partner, mm-hmm. uh, who helps me. She is the backbone of this operation. She came and Ike Stubblefield, who I originally, he was my first episode that I released, was famous for the Hammond B3 organ. And when my mom got sick, he was like, dude, what are you? He didn't know my mom was sick. He said, what are you doing? You're dragging your feet. I've introduced you to all these musicians, like tighten the fuck up. And then I get a call from one of my really good friends, Richard Peterson out in Atlanta, Georgia. And he says, Ike's not well. He's got Hodgkin's lymphoma and he's dying. Oh, damn. And uh, I believe that's what it was. And he, I hop on a plane and I... Unfortunately, I'd already had experience taking care of my mom and my dad, who died of cancer, through hospice, and hospice had just arrived. And he could barely still speak, but when I walked in the room, he perked up. So I knew he knew who I was, and I said, listen to me. I know you haven't believed this for like two years, but I'm going to launch this podcast and you're going to be my first episode, which he was. Oh, wow. It was kick-ass, man. Awesome. I'm very proud of that. But So that was June. He died on Father's Day, June 20th, 2021. Fast forward, Vicky's got some properties out in San Diego, and she says, I really want you to come to San Diego. And I said, well, I might have plans uh, and then we draft up the logo, which I love, of my podcast. And I said, well, this this girl, is, she's she's the real deal. Like, uh, yeah, so she puts me in touch with the branding, and we— Everything tastes better with Nero's <laughs> And we have a wonderful time over the 4th of July, and I'm obsessed with the moon and the stars. And I tell her— uh, have you ever been to West Texas? Have you ever been on a Marfa? And she said, no. I said, you've been living. She's originally from California. You've been living here for 20 plus years and you've never been to Marfa? Yeah. So we fly back on like the 6th or 7th of July. We literally unpack, do laundry, then pack up. And I'm driving and I'm hauling ass out there. And it gets, you know, the Marfa lights. I want to take her to the viewing station. And I look at her, you know, like a wild banshee. And I said, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here, but somebody's going to come speak to me. I've been beckoned. And she is like, this guy's a lunatic. And, you know, I didn't I didn't say I'm going to see we're going to see aliens or a spaceship or anything, but the point was is like I just felt the calling to Marfa. Mhm. And we get there and we're having a wonderful time and I'm Rent this amazing house on North Austin Street. Yeah. So there's like correlations, and we're out stargazing. She had bought, or no, that she had shown me this like sky map view app or whatever, and we're looking at it. And I said, Babe, I'm going to go get a beer. And I go in there, and the fridge is like Ghostbusters in 84 with Sigourney Weaver, like when she opens. 
and it's glowing. And I was like, all right, these mushrooms are really strong. <laughs> so um, never mind me. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> no. Isn't that what? The, yeah, Gozer or whatever. Gozer. Then die. Yeah, like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, listen, dude, so uh, this happens three times in a row. And finally, I'm like, I'm losing my fucking yeah. mind. And I go and grab her and I said, Vicky, I need you to come in here and look at it. And she comes in the room and it's glowing. Like the fridge is in sort of like an orb and not a natural uh, glow. And this is in the middle of July or the, like July 8th to be exact. And she can attest to this because I told one of my best friends, Stephen Hollander, who lives in Savannah. I told him the story. He goes, so tell me about Vicky, man. I go, what do you mean? He, what does she do for a living? What's she like? Is she sane? Is she, <laughs> and I said, she's an energy consultant. Like she's as textbook. She's in, I'm speaking in colors and sounds and she's one zeros, you know, like code. Okay. Yeah. It's a very linear, like, and so this cold rush comes in the room and uh, I'm like just in my underwear or something. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, I don't know who you are or what you think you, you know, but we come in peace uh-huh. and this is what's going on. And um, I can tell that Vicky's a little uncomfortable. Hell, I'm even uncomfortable. I'm like, what's going to happen here? So I grab my speaker and my phone and we go in the other room, in the front room, and then the fans start turning on. I haven't touched a switch. And the lights start to kind of glow. Like, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, like the upside down. But then mm-hmm. I'm like kind of sort of, I'm very sensory overload. I don't know what the hell's to think. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm a big fan of Head and Heart, but they have a song that I never heard before. And it's called People Need a Melody. And the lyrics are like, pick yourself up, kid, because I don't have the time. And, you know, and it's this message that really resonated the lyrics. Because if you think about it, if you're going to speak to me and you're not going to freak me out, play music. Mm -hmm. And so the radio turned on. I didn't touch my phone. Spotify plays a song. People need a melody. And... It's like, I'll try to read some of the lyrics, but it's one of these things where uh, the lyrics resonated, like basically saying, get your shit together, man, chase your dream, launch this podcast and get on with it. Because I've been talking about it for, God knows, like three years. I recorded four or five episodes, just sat on, my mom did get sick. I went down to South America, took... uh, the La Medicina Ayahuasca three times. And I talk about that on other episodes. Check them out if you want. But uh, the lyrics go like this. And even Vicky was like, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe there's something here. Uh, and it really rejuvenated my whole—I mean, my mom had died. The reason why I'm breathing, and you and I are friends, the, the woman who created me, this amazing—I called her gangster and Southern Belle. Yes, you can be both at once. Mm-hmm. She left me that year, like uh, three months prior, four yeah. months. 
And I, I was heartbroken. And so, so the lyrics go, pick yourself up, kid. I can't bear the weight. Pick your mood up front. We don't have the time. <coughs> when you find someone, you don't run away. Pick yourself up, kid. And so basically the way, because uh, people need a melody to open their eyes, like a key to memory, frozen in time, holding on to everything. You're stuck in the past. Boy, when you're going to learn, the world moves fast. So the message to me was, get your shit together. Let's mm. get this bad boy running. Yeah, that's awesome. And the rest is history. And um, I went back out to Marfa when I talked to you last, uh, what was that, two weekends ago? Mm-hmm. That place is magical. And that's going to be my question to you. I promise this is a segue. Like, we, I talk about Austin all the time, but let's talk about some of your favorite other towns and cities in Texas, Wimberley, I'm a huge fan of. Marfa, I'm a huge fan of. Alpine. Mm-hmm. Give me some of yours. Um, What are some of my favorite towns? Where, uh, my you, buddy, you're from Longview, right? Mm, close to, Lindale. Lindale. And, I lo- you know, I love I love where I'm from. I have a deep love for it, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to live there. I, 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 my, my brother Matt's, uh, been running a adventure tour company, running boats down the Rio Grande. I'm more of a Terlingua guy than a than a Marfa you're, guy. You're so Terlingua. Yeah, just man, it's just got your name all over it. Yeah, that's a desert town, and I, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For I, sure. I, I had some other Hunter S. Thompson experiences in that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Matt's lived there for a decade, so I've been going out there for a long time. Um, and yeah, just going to Big Ben, and I mean, last time we did a. Because uh, it's like I think like Towns and Willie Nelson and those guys used to do these uh, like float songwriter trips. Like you oh, take yeah. boats down the river and blah blah blah. And people still do that, but but uh, uh, Matt uh, who does Wild Adventure Outfitters in Terlingua, Texas. If you ever wanna, <laughs> if you ever wanna, hear that, bu- folks. if you ever wanna book a awesome awesome trip there. But he was he Matt's been more interested in finding like a new. Like new artists coming up because a lot of the people that do it, they you know they're they're good, but they you know it's from an older generation and trying to find. So we did that over Thanksgiving. We went to, uh, um, yeah, floated down, did a did a overnight, and that was super cool. I love, um, yeah, I love I love that area a ton. Yeah, it's awesome. Now you grew up not that far from Casey Musgrave. She's in Golden, right? Which is what? Mm-hmm. How far away is that from where you grew up? I don't know. I always thought she was from China Springs, which was like a town of like ten people. It was like I a looked town it up. She's from Golden, which is they like five hundred people. They probably say that because it's a bigger town than China <laughs> Springs. <laughs> Honestly, I could be wrong, but yeah, there's a bunch of people from out there, man. East Texas pumps out talent like like no other. I mean, Casey Musgraves. Miranda Lambert, she's from the town. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, graduated yeah, yeah. from the same high school, you know. Right. Um, there's just so, I mean, they, you know, ZZ Top uh, recorded their very first, you, you know, the record that really, like, blew them up. They recorded that in Tyler. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that comes out of that area. Like, I mean, some of the most talented, smartest people I know are from East Texas. They're just... McConaughey, um, he's... he grew from up, Longview. He grew up in Longview. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. Yeah, if you if you start digging around and thinking about, it, there's a ton, ton. I mean, amazing football player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is from White House. That's right. You know, That's I right. mean, that we played them in football uh, in high school, which is my claim to fame. I think it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool, man. You played? Uh, are you serious? Football? 
Oh, I didn't, yeah. You never told me that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was Gangster. a defensive end. Yeah. Hell yeah. I man. used to weigh like 40 pounds. I was like 40 pounds heavier. You were Maybe big not. Old I was big. Boy. I was big. I was what were you big eating? Old. What were they feeding you to pork you up? I don't, I don't even remember. I had just a lot of food. Yeah. Taco Bell every day. That's <laughs> <laughs> stuff, man. They yeah. like literally they feed that thing and shoot it in tubes. Yeah, no, it's delicious. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. Cheesy Gordita Crunch. If Taco oh, Bell man, ever approached me, it was like, we want the Cheesy Gordita Crunch to, um, you know, we'll we'll advertise for you, whatever. I'd go, I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I, I would. You hear that, Taco Bell? You want to sponsor? A you want to sponsor either me or Colt? Bring it. I want a Cheesy Gordita Crunch sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Uh, let's talk about your shows coming up. Where are you going to be playing? So I'll release this next week, which will be the seventh or something, or eighth. Uh, um, okay. Damn, What'd I turned get? off my phone. You need to turn her back yeah, on. Yeah, I do. You ready to rock on the dates? No. Or is this still turning it's, it's uploading. Uh, or it's, what, what model is that? Maybe keep, <laughs> maybe keep this in the podcast. But what, what the fuck? What is what? it? Six? I don't know. Oh, my God. This is the, this is the OG. This, Dude, you're you're this taking can, me back to my days this of like working can, at Willis as an insurance This one can broker. hang, baby. This Oof. one can hang. My friend Madison, this is a – oh, you can't see her face. She always does a really ugly background on my on my phone. So let's see here. We got we got it rolling. We got it rolling. And then the ninth, we're playing Sagebrush again. And then that place uh, is magical. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's one of the coolest well, venues. Man. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and 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 Dennis who runs it is he's just an awesome dude. Awesome dude. And then the thirteenth, we're playing a Vansert show. If you get a chance, look up Vanserts. Um, my buddy Dave does this like rolling. Um, like anything you need to need to do a live show, he's got it all in his, uh, in his, uh, in like a van basically. So it's like all the PAs, all the gear you would ever need to do, like do, do a show. He does it all. Mm-hmm. So he's doing like a little concert series. And then the 15th, we're playing at, uh, Gorn brothers on South Congress, oh, yeah. uh, at three o'clock. And then, and then I got a solo gig at visit Austin. Uh, that's doing South by. And then the nineteenth—that's one's going to be really fun. We're playing at the Scottish Rite Theater, <clears throat> over off of uh, I believe it's Lamar, and it's going to be us, Croy and the boys, and uh, Country Worms, and that that starts at like six. And then this is all just for March, just to let everybody know. And then the twenty-eighth, we're playing Hotel Vegas. Hell yeah, that'll be fun. Love Hotel Vegas. And then the, th- the thirty-first is that? A th- nope. Yeah, that's every, that's all the stuff for all March right. so far. So some solo and some band stuff, and the solo stuff's fun. I love doing it, and a lot of a lot of folks like it. But um, everything I gear is it's always geared towards a band, just because I like pe- people dancing and having fun, and you know, <laughs> and I like a big sound. Yeah, you know, I like a big sound. Well, you, you, I don't think you know this, but I might become your manager. <laughs> really? Well, Lord, I need help. <laughs> well, that's what we're we're trying to promote you. Yeah, I, I mean, I just. Uh, Crack the top 100 in music. There you in go. The U.S. I'm number 80. Dang. Yeah. Moving on up. To the east side. Yeah, to the east <laughs> side. Yeah. But, uh, man, I just think that you have such an original and unique sound, and I want to get the word out. Yeah. And I want to do this for all of my friends. Oh, for sure. Jager would be a great one on here. Yeah, there's man, a lot, he's there's, the there's shit, a lot dude. Of, you need to get the Rattlesnake Milk guys. Those guys There's are some of my favorite. Ass. I mean, that's one of my favorite Acts in town right now. They're so they're and they're so they're just awesome dudes, awesome dudes. Um. Well, I want to keep this. You know, I like to keep my episodes tight. 
So I'm going to give you the floor on anything you'd like to say to the audience regarding yourself. Uh, anything to say? Just to anything. You got the floor, dude. Regar- okay. Um, like jazz. No, not really. Jazz. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a wide open question. I do it to oh, all oh. my guests. That's my new themed thing is I, okay. I try to give my, my guests the floor. Okay. Let me think. What was the, what was the, um, don't uh don't jerk your work for the sake of a dream. <laughs> a fish in the dish is worth two in the stream. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And then the other Think thing about that. Yeah. Let it resonate. Let it let don't it jerk mar- your work for the sake of a dream. A fish in the dish is worth two in the stream. Let it marinate. Mm-hmm. And uh I want you, if you if you'd be so kind, to play one other song one before, more before we wrap. I want to do the I know we're gonna do that little recording thing after. I'm just gonna do that one just to You wanna have for practice. Yeah, yeah, practice it. And all this stuff is new stuff. You can find stuff online, but this is all gonna be new. A well with no water ain't nothing but a hole Hell frozen over ain't nothing but snow This room's a quiet grave at night I've been living with your ghost and keeping on the lights Living with your ghost and you're always moving You want to lay me down like Dolly Parton And tell me that forever's in the truth of your eyes You want to hold me close, man, I don't want Ever find forever in the truth of your eyes You greet me with your left and stab me with your right Well, call me Mike Tyson, cause I just don't care. Yeah, I was only friends when the weather was fair. A storm rolled in and the vipers rolled out. I never noticed you had a cotton mouth, a copper head, and a diamond back rattling. Yeah, I guess I gone blind cause I just can't see How y'all's got to be hating on me Cause I had your back when you had no one I had your back and you broke my arm Left me for dead in the darkness of a valley You wanna lay me down like Dolly Parton And tell me that forever's in the truth of your eyes You wanna hold me close, man, I don't wanna 
ever fight forever in the truth of your eyes. You greet me with your left and stab me with your right. You wanna lay me down like Dolly Parton And tell me that forever's in the truth of your eyes You wanna hold me close, man, I don't wanna Ever fight forever in the truth of your eyes You greet me with your left and stab me with your right uh, that was fantastic, buddy. So, thank, uh, thank you. I want to thank you again for joining me here on Neurons Nirvana. Yes, Neurons Nirvana. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget, everything tastes better <laughs> when you're drinking out of Neurons to Nirvana. Yeah, I probably will start selling these bad boys if Yeti will let me. Come on now, Yeti. Come on, Yeti. No, but in all seriousness, um, I can't thank you enough for joining me. And uh, I have a software sales job, Bridge Legal out of Chicago. My boss Ed's been kick ass and let me do this as well. And I haven't gotten in trouble yet. <laughs> but nice. that being said, um, you know, if we're going to get you on the road, I want people to realize that this stuff is not cheap. And I have a, no, I have a buy me a coffee page. And I'm not asking for Joe Rogan donations. Like, I'm asking for a dollar, two, three, four, five. Hence the title, Buy Me a Coffee Cup. I'm not. I'm asking for Sugar Mama donations. All right. If you want a Sugar Mama, I'm sure I can arrange that. I want a used Volvo. Although I'm, I not, want a- <laughs> I'm, not, although I'm not trying to pimp you out. I'm, I'm trying to get your music career. I know. I'm just kidding. No, that would be, a, yeah, any, you know, any little bit. No. Um, but if anybody out there is under the the guise that any of it's uh, uh, cheap and easy, you are, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. That's right. And That's why, you know, longtime musicians, if you look deep into their eyes, it's, it's, uh, yeah, dicey. yeah, it's a little, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a, a tough world. It's a little dicey. It's a tough world. But you know, uh, but we love it. It's fun. I mean, eventually you, you get so addicted to it that it's like I can't imagine life. That's right. I mean, I like making music more now than I do even listening to it. I just love making music. It's just so. It's just been so fun for been doing it since I was a kid. I mean, I love it. Well, I love it. My third job, like I said, is to be your manager, and I promise I won't be like Colonel and Elvis. I'm not going to treat you wrong. No, you better not. <laughs> You got to start some smoking cigars, though. That's one thing that's. Well, I my, smoke cigars. That's well. You, I need them all the time, and I don't want you smoking them. I want you chewing on them. And I, I chew. I want you. I love chewing, chewing cigars. cigars. Yeah, and fact, you got because I don't really. And you got to thicken up that Savannah yeah. when you're like, oh, sorry, right here. Sorry, sorry. Oh, you here. Sorry, you're here. boy, we're gonna work out our sales so deal. But I, that's uh, a terrible Georgia accent. But no, that was rigid. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, in all seriousness, I can't thank you enough for those who are listening. Uh, I'm Tom Hartridge. This is Colt Wayne Keeney, and you are listening to Neurons to Nirvana.